The Dallas Stars picked up a big point on Saturday night in Carolina, and tonight they'll look to close out their five-game road trip with a bang as they take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. And on today's episode, we will review Saturday night's game briefly and talk about why it's so important that the Stars were able to get a point. And we'll talk about some of the overtime issues that the Stars might be having this season, should they be a cause for concern. Or is it something that will get better with time? And then we'll talk about tonight's game and what the Stars need to do in order to close out this road trip with a win. All of that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Monday, December 19th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube if that's where you're watching, or if you're listening on audio only, you can follow us on there as well. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. Now let's start off today's episode by revisiting Saturday night's game. The Stars faced with maybe their toughest opponent of the road trip on Saturday night in Carolina, and the Canes played a really great game and were up 4-2 to two late in the third period, or really around the middle of the third period, and it seemed like a really steep hill to climb for the Stars, just not necessarily by how they had been playing, although there certainly were some things that they could have done better near the end of the second period and at the start of the third, uh, but I mean, just Carolina was playing a very solid game all around, really good goaltending from Monty Ranta, some really nice offensive pressure. But given what we've seen from this Dallas Stars team this season, I really should have known better uh, and maybe should have had some higher expectations of them in terms of what they could do, even though they were down two goals late in the game. You got to give props to the guys on the ice. Tyler Sagan scored a timely tip-in goal to give the team a spark. Always good to see Sagan get on the board. I know that his goal numbers have been a little bit lacking this season, still finding some other ways to be productive, but a very big goal for him and for the team to get the the entire roster kind of buzzing and giving them, like I said, a little bit of a spark going into the remainder of the third period. And not too much longer after, former Carolina Hurricane Yanni Hockenpah netted his fourth goal of the season in kind of a, a funky situation where the puck seemingly slides through Antti Ranta's pads. And the Stars were also on the receiving end of that as well with Seth Jarvis's goal, the fourth goal of the game for the Hurricanes. So things kind of balance out there, but a big goal for the Stars. Big goal for Yanni Hockenpah. And Hockenpah in general is having a, a relatively nice season, and I think even even better year uh, than last season, his first campaign with the Stars. He's a sneaky plus seven on the season, which is third amongst defensemen on the team. Essa Lindell and Colin Miller are tied, actually, with 16. So really, Yanni Hockenpah second on the team and plus minus for defensemen. Miro Haskinen not too far behind at plus six. Hockenpah certainly not a perfect player. No one on the team is quite a perfect player, but Hockenpah just continues to find ways to be effective, especially offensively. 
I mean, he really can let that shot rip, and it might not have gone in in the traditional sense, but he found a way to get the team on the board in a big moment to tie the game, and that is eventually what forced overtime uh, for the Stars, and getting a point in this matchup was absolutely huge for them, uh, given what it looked like as the game continued to go on and as the clock continued to bleed out in the third period. It seemed like the Stars just didn't have quite enough that maybe the wear and tear of the road trip was finally starting to catch up with them. But yet again, we see them rally, we see them fight, and we see them come back and earn a big point. And it wasn't just those guys. I mean, the top line was doing their normal thing, uh, mainly Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski that were on the score sheet. Rope Hintz still certainly had his moments and was certainly a factor in the game. Always a factor in the game is number 24 when he's on the ice. But Jason Robertson with three assists on the evening. And of course, Joe Pavelski scoring the first goal of the game for the Stars. Uh, a goal in his 1200th career NHL game. Absolutely incredible. Uh, another great milestone for the great Joe Pavelski, future Hall of Famer uh, and a now fan favorite in Dallas, although the majority of his career spent in San Jose. Uh, I mean, just continuing to amaze and, and put on fantastic performance after fantastic performance night in and night out for the Stars team, despite being in his late 30s at the end of his career uh, and a very big goal for him and a big goal for Jamie Benn. Also, uh, the second goal of the game, both of them coming on the power play, which was big for the Stars. They get a power play goal in Washington, and they get two power play goals in Carolina. The power play had gone cold a little bit at the end of the Stars' most recent homestand and bleeding a little bit into this road trip. Seemed like the Stars really couldn't get a ton going on the man advantage, but now they seem to finally be back on the right track. They're headed in the right direction, which whenever this team is a top-five power play team, they're truly one of the best teams in the league, especially from an offensive standpoint. Unfortunately, really, the downfall for the Stars was the PK couldn't quite hold like it normally does. Uh, and with an offense like Carolina's, you might expect that to happen, especially when you're in a five-on-three penalty kill. Very hard to defend, especially against a team as good as the Canes. And all in all, I mean, this was a pretty chaotic game, a fun game, a fun environment. I know I talked about it Friday. I got an opportunity to be at the game in person with some friends visiting, some friends from college that live in the Raleigh area. And so got to witness this game live. Great energy, great atmosphere. Uh, not quite a Dallas Stars home game atmosphere, but still certainly had its moments and was quite fun to stand and cheer on the Stars, despite pretty much everyone else around me not really having much to cheer about when they scored or did something Good. So a fun game all around, a great point earned. And I mean, again, this is another one of those instances where you look at the point and you're pleased with it, given what it seemed like was going to happen with this game. It seemed like the Stars might not get anything out of this game down 4-2 in the third. So the overtime loss is brutal, especially considering that the Stars really dominated puck possession in overtime, got a few good opportunities, but just one mistake leads to a rush for Carolina and Scott Wedgwood just not able to defend that rush. So it's brutal to see that happen. Uh, it's another situation where given the circumstances, you're pleased with the point, but also still a little bit concerning the, 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 you know, the way that the stars have done in overtime. Although uh, while it's disappointing to see that result in Carolina, I think there's reasons to be encouraged, especially some of the ending games of that stars homestand against the senators and against the red wings. The stars have shown that they can take care of business past overtime. But I think one thing to take into consideration as far as overtime 
in the NHL is that it's drastically different in the regular season than it is in the playoffs. Of course, you want the Stars to do well in the regular season to get two points. Uh, and of course, that could eventually catch up to them and seems like maybe already catching up to them to some extent this season. They could have a much healthier lead in the Central Division if they're able to put away some of these games in overtime or shootout, uh, you know, Minnesota, Colorado, uh, and, you know, of course, some of the games even on this road trip, really the Carolina game. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't think it's a fair gauge for how they might perform in the postseason as overtime in the playoffs, as you all know, is drastically different five on five. And you just keep going and the periods are a little bit longer. You just approach it a little bit differently. So while you would like to see them win some more overtime games for the sake of points, I don't think it's too much to be concerned about in terms of how they will perform in the postseason if games go to overtime. If anything, I think they might have the advantage in postseason overtime because the Stars are a pretty good five-on-five team. And overall, I mean, it's a disappointing result at the end of the night in Carolina, but this road trip has been intense. It's been grueling, and it really could have put the Stars in a bad spot, in a bad position, if they couldn't find a way to win several of these games. But yet, here they are, Four games into this road trip at 2-1-1, one, and one, and each game has been close and competitive. You go all the way back to a week ago last Monday, the Stars battling it out with the Penguins in a low-scoring affair. Just one mistake at the end cost the Stars the game in that moment, but then they respond and get a big win in Jersey. They shut down Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals, and they find a way to squeak out a point against the Carolina Hurricanes and have a great opportunity tonight to close out this road trip, earning 7 of 10 points, which I think if anyone had learned at the start of this road trip that the Stars would earn 7 of 10 points, you would have to be pretty pleased with that, uh, with the effort that they've shown on the ice. Some of the games haven't necessarily been pretty, uh, but that's bound to happen once you kind of start to reach this point of the season where you're not quite at the middle, but you know teams start to wear down a little bit. Guys are starting to you know, get a little bit dinged up, no major injuries, but guys are, you know, not maybe at 100% just because they've played 30 plus games of hockey so far at this point in the season. So all things considered, I still think this has been a good road trip, but they have an opportunity to make it a great road trip if they can get the win tonight in Columbus. And we're going to talk about that game and preview that matchup. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people take some sort of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits, and it's the one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when we don't get as much sunlight. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and hit that follow button if you're listening on audio only and leave us a five-star rating or review if you like the show and want to help us out. One of the best ways to do that is leaving a rating or review or leaving a comment on 
the YouTube channel. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments down below how you think the Stars will do tonight in their game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Let me know who you think will score the first goal of the game for the Stars. Now let's take a deep dive into this Columbus Blue Jackets roster and organization. And this is a team that, while they weren't necessarily a team that had the highest expectations you know, expected of them. They were somewhat in the realm of this team should maybe make some sort of jump and make a few moves to show that they aren't quite at playoff contender level just yet, but they should start showing some signs. But And they were just a weird team to predict. I think some people had very high expectations for them, and some thought that they wouldn't really move, and if anything, might take a few steps back from where they were last season. I don't know how many people quite expected things to go, but I don't think too many people expected things to have gone this poorly for the Columbus Blue Jackets up to this point in the season. They are 10-18-2, which is good for eighth in the Metropolitan Division, last place in their division, and one of the worst teams in the NHL, uh, especially maybe even one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Maybe not quite as bad as the Anaheim Ducks, especially as record and regulation wins go, but certainly not the season that Columbus Blue Jackets fans were wanting, and I'm sure several of the players on the team, not the season that they were expecting to have, and I have to imagine quite a bit of disappointment around this organization right now as they're trying to figure some things out and put some pieces together in order to make a good competitive team, and you would think that they might actually be a pretty competitive team after some of the moves they made this offseason, a big addition added to our, some already pretty solid players. Of course, the Blue Jackets went out and snagged maybe the hottest name on the free agent market this summer in Johnny Gaudreau from the Calgary Flames. And many thought that this was a sign that this team would slowly but surely start to trend upwards this season. Gaudreau was a, one, a over 100-point player last season. Absolutely outstanding. And of course, Dallas Stars fans know good and well how good he was as he unfortunately sent the Stars packing at the end of that first round series when the Stars and Flames went up against each other. But Johnny Gaudreau leaves Calgary and goes to sign a deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets to the excitement of several of the fans in that organization, joining a ton of other really solid players. Their captain, Boone Jenner, Patrick Laine, rookie Kent Johnson was expected to play a big role, and he's done that so far this season. One of the better rookies in the league so far just hasn't gotten a ton of attention because his team isn't necessarily as good as some of the other teams who have other really solid rookies on their roster. And so really at the end of the day, you ask, what's plaguing this team? How is a team with Johnny Gaudreau and Patrick Laine? Why are they struggling to win hockey games? And the answer to the question simply lies in the fact that their goaltending is just not good this season. Elvis Merz-Lincolns is the starter. He has a 4-8 record with a 4.68 goals against average and a .864 save percentage. Uh, Jonas uh, Corpusalo is the backup, but he has now been placed on IR for about a week now. And so the backup, Daniil Tarasov, has come in with a 2-5-1 record with a 3.27 goals against average and a .908 save percentage. So certainly not very impressive numbers from the netminders in the Columbus organization. Uh, and I mean, I don't think that the expectations were super high for this group anyway, but I think that there was hope that they could do just enough in order to balance out what should be, in theory, a pretty strong offensive attack. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, they, this team, the Blue Jackets, they give up a ton of goals, and they simply just do not have the offensive firepower to match. It's a very top-heavy team offensively, as they are 27th in the NHL in goals scored at 83, and second in the NHL in goals against. Only one other team has given up more goals this season, and the Blue Jackets have given up 122 
which is good for a minus 40 goal differential, which is the third worst in the league. So this team just gives up a plethora of goals night in and night out, and very rarely have they been able to match the energy and the offensive output of their opponents. And so this is a team that is, when they're down, they likely are down for the count. If you build a 2-3 goal lead on them, it is very difficult for a team like the Blue Jackets to come back and make it an interesting game. This is a team that is just down in general. And, and But at the same time, I mean, the Dallas Stars know good and well from last season and even with a few teams this season. Just because it's a team at the bottom of the standings and a team that is not meant to be competitive, you cannot take them lightly, especially on the road. Like I've said, they have that top-heavy offensive talent. We all know what Johnny Gaudreau could do. I think Patrick Laine is one of the most underrated players in this league. And at the end of the day, I mean, we've talked about this before, and other people have touched on this as well. You know, you may say, okay, this team's tanking. This team is going after Connor Bedard. But there are several different players on every NHL roster, regardless of what the record is, what their playoff positioning is. There are guys that are fighting and playing out there to earn jobs, whether it's with the same team that they're with now or trying to earn a job in the future. So we cannot just expect this Blue Jackets team to say, oh, we have a good team, one of the better teams in the Western Conference coming into our building, so we're just going to roll over and die. These guys are going to play hard, and they're likely going to give it everything they have in order to try and take down the Dallas Stars. Some of these guys trying to, like I say, make a living, earn their next job, try to earn their next contract, whether it's with the Blue Jackets or not. Got to find a way to not take this team lightly, take this team seriously, and find a way to you know, eliminate the few strengths that they do have. It would also find a way to let their weaknesses really show in this game and take advantage of those weaknesses. Well, we'll take a deeper look into some of those weaknesses and talk about the keys to the game and close out today's episode. But first, we're going to take one more quick break. All right, we are closing out this Monday episode of Locked on Stars, talking about the keys to tonight's game. The Stars closing out their five-game road trip in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. And the first key to the game, a lot of times the key to the game is special teams, but especially in this matchup, the Stars have a pretty heavy advantage, especially on the power play. The Stars have the ninth best power play in the league, while Columbus is sitting down near the bottom of the list at 29. Not the most effective power play unit, only operating at about 15-16% efficiency on the power play while we talked about it at the start of the show. The Stars slowly but surely finding their way back into a rhythm on the man advantage, especially that first unit of the top line, Jamie Benn and Miro Haskinen. They're really starting to click again and starting to play at an incredibly high level. And so I expect them, if they get their opportunities to execute at least once or twice, if not more, depending on how many times the Columbus Blue Jackets will go shorthanded in this matchup. Although the Columbus Blue Jackets are a little bit better off on the defensive side of the special teams as they have the 18th best penalty kill in the league as opposed to the Stars who have the third best penalty kill. So it's a little bit better for the Blue Jackets in that sense, but not by much. The Stars certainly have the advantage here, although the Blue Jackets are one of the more disciplined teams in the NHL. Around middle of the pack and time shorthanded sitting around the 15th or 16th spot in the league. But the Stars have done a good job recently of making some of the more disciplined teams take and draw penalties, whether it's holding penalties, roughing penalties. The Stars have kind of been good recently at finding a way to get these relatively disciplined teams in trouble. So if the Stars are able to do that here, they can do that to this Blue Jackets team. There's no excuse for them to not find a way to take a lead and potentially take a lead early and never look back. That is the ideal way 
for the Stars to win this matchup. That they can jump out to an early lead and keep and maintain that lead and slowly but surely build upon it. That is the ideal way to win this matchup. It's been a lot of close and grinded out games here on the road, but one, you close it out with a bang if you get two points out of it, but if you can do it convincingly and generate a little bit of momentum and build some confidence going back into your home building, that is the ideal 10 out of 10 scenario, and the Stars certainly need to be aiming for that and have aspirations that match just just that, what I described, winning with confidence and winning soundly against a team that you are far better than both on the five-on-five and on special teams. And at the five-on-five level, it really comes down to if the Stars can shut down the Blues, the Blue Jackets, excuse me, top six, that's where you're going to find the guys like Line, Jenner, Goudreau, uh, and a few other nice players on that top six as well. But in that case, the Stars' depth is really going to need to come up big. We know what we can expect from the Dallas Stars' top line. They're likely going to generate a ton of scoring chances, and if I were to guess, they'll probably generate at least one or two goals in this matchup. But if the Stars can find a way to get some good production from Sagan, Jamie Benn, Wyatt Johnston, and even a few of the defensemen, I think that they are going to do just fine in this matchup. I think the Stars' depth is one of the better parts of the team, especially on the forward front. It's not always the most explosive offensive output from some of those guys, but a lot of the guys farther down the roster, Roddick Fox, Luke Glendinning, Yoel Kiviranta, those guys always play incredibly hard uh, and always seem to find a way to generate a few looks or at least provide a heavy forecheck uh, and wear down the other team as the game continues to go on. So the depth is going to come up big in this game. And then, of course, you have Jake Ottinger, who I have to imagine is getting the start here in Columbus on Monday night after, to my surprise, not getting the start on Saturday night in Carolina. Really was surprised to see Scott Wedgwood, who had played good in his last outing against the New Jersey Devils. And I know and understand that Pete DeBoer wants to cut back on some of Jake Ottinger's games played. Doesn't necessarily want him to be a 60 to 70 games played goalie. He wants him to be rested and be healthy and be ready to go once the Stars do get into maybe some more meaningful games down the stretch that determine playoff positioning. And then, of course, once you actually get to the Stanley Cup playoffs, you want Jake Ottinger to be in the best shape that he can possibly be in. So I understand that Scott Wedgwood had played well and you want to give him an opportunity. I'm just... I don't know. I'm curious to know why maybe you don't start Wedgwood on Monday night in Columbus and you let Jake go up against the better team in the Carolina Hurricanes. But Pete DeBoer, there's a reason he's the coach and I'm not, but I'm excited to see Jake back out on the ice tonight. And he has a great opportunity to have a really fantastic game uh, and, you know, build up a little bit of confidence for himself before the Stars head home for a huge date with McDavid and the Oilers on Wednesday night, a game that will be nationally televised on TNT. So expect big things from the Stars in this game. Surely they're expecting big things for themselves, but at the same time, you don't want to take this Blue Jackets team lightly and go in with the expectation that you will come out victorious and you will get two points and you consider this a really solid, a maybe even great road trip, getting seven out of 10 points if you're able to secure the win and do so convincingly. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Again, if you're new to the YouTube channel, please do consider subscribing. It's free, and you can also follow us on your favorite podcasting platform for free as well, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. You can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be recapping this game against the Columbus Blue Jackets and hopefully talking about a star's win and highlighting several key players and contributors to what should be uh, an exciting and 
interesting game to close out this intense and grueling and grinded out five game road trip for the stars. But I hope you guys enjoy your Monday and we'll see you back here tomorrow.